Hey, this is the Xbox Dad Cast, a podcast about the Xbox and the upcoming Series X, maybe S, specifically from the eyes of a casual gaming dad. I am Morgan, aka Bond Diesel, and I am a Xbox fanboy, PC casual, and Division 2 podcaster. I also happen to be husband to a lovely wife and father to an adorable, terrifying daughter. We'll start this one off with me saying, hey, new podcast. I'd really love uh, some support, some attention on it. So if you enjoy it, if you like the subject of this podcast, uh, please retweet, share, post, send a letter to a friend who may be interested and check out the Twitter account at Xbox Dadcast. Okay, episode three, simple logos. This week, we are going to talk about the new Series X logo that was revealed, Lockhart or Xbox Series S rumors, all digital systems, Xbox versus PlayStation finances, and that's about it. So let's jump right on into it. So with uh, the news and rumors for this week for Xbox, uh, we got a new Series X logo. So there was a trademark filing that people uh, kind of, I'm sure there's people who every single day just scour <laughs> trademark filings um, to find new controller designs, new technology, new logos, and so on. Uh, you know, recent notable ones have been, uh, I believe there was a, like a controller uh, the trademark that was made or copyright by Sony. Um, they had their technology that if you are sucking at a game, it's going to suggest uh, microtransactions for you to get through it, with, which I think is interesting. And more recently, Sony actually, I think, had some type of robot that will have feelings and you can talk to it. Uh, yeah, we'll see what Sony does with all of that. But with Microsoft and specifically Xbox, people caught wind of. A new Series X logo. So if you haven't seen it, uh, it's essentially on the left side of the logo. It's the word series uh, in a vertical uh, from from bottom to top. It says series. And then there's a stylized X uh, to the right of it that is just as tall as the word is vertically. Um, it's extremely simple. I've seen some various different takes on it. Uh, there's a few different podcasts I listen and watch. And, uh, you know, it kind of depended basically if they uh, don't care about Xbox, if they prefer Xbox or if they prefer PlayStation on how they reacted to it. Uh, what I didn't see people mention very often, and I actually saw some comparisons by people and trolls in the comments of like PlayStation's reveal was so much uh, bigger to get because PlayStation literally at an event just revealed the ps5 logo this was um you know microsoft didn't put this out as a big press release it was literally stuff that people found um, now last week we talked a bit about the upcoming events that there may be two of them maybe in may maybe in june and july and i'm sure they're going to reveal it then um but as for now we just have this trademark and um, I mean, I think it looks nice. It's um, nothing that crazy. I feel like Xbox is definitely going for 
um, a very kind of professional or adult kind of look to their uh, to their marketing and all of that this time around. Um, what I think is going to be really interesting is after seeing, uh, you know, the PlayStation Five logo is uh, fairly simple, uh, and people joke that it's like the PlayStation Two logo, but the two is flipped upside down to be a five. Um, from seeing the new PlayStation controller. I actually have a feeling that the PlayStation 5 console is going to be like bizarre looking. Um maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. Personally, I go figure because of this podcast, prefer the Xbox design um to anything like really curvy and kind of you know, quote unquote cool looking because I like the idea of just a box sitting on my desk, uh something that's fairly nondescript. Um, especially for people who are in their you know late twenties, thirties, forties, um, who who want to game and they have a little entertainment system set up in their living room, um, you know that that Series X that we've seen, uh, it just looks like a piece of technology. It almost looks like a a big Alexa or a, you know a big Google Home or something. It doesn't, um, you know, even the current Xbox One X has a fairly, and even the One and One S have these like kind of professional looking designs to them um and the playstation 4 does as well uh so i'm kind of curious um to what you know what this all means but um something i saw pointed out on the unlocked podcast uh, that's the ign xbox focus podcast is they're pointing out too that these trademark logos um typically are like the simplest version of the logo so when they actually start putting out marketing and they start using this logo on things, um, it may be a little, a little more stylized. It may have a gradient on it or have some colors added or whatever. Um, my assumption is that they're basically going to use this logo. And if there is an Xbox One S, that they'll use some type of similar logo for the S. Um, and this will be the way that you can like, quote unquote, like easily... Uh, tell the difference between the systems, and um, I, I think that that's going to be necessary. Uh, we'll talk a bit about you know all of those systems living together uh, in a segment here in a few minutes. So new logo, I think it looks nice. I don't think this is groundbreaking stuff or anything to get overly excited about, um, but I do think it should be uh, noted, and uh, we uh, hopefully will get more soon. Uh, on the topic of the One S or the Series S that I mentioned, uh, rumors resurfaced about the Series X or the codename Lockhart uh, Xbox system. Uh, so this has been talked about for a while. I want to say up to even a year ago or maybe even further. There's been chatter about potentially a cheaper, um, slightly less powerful Xbox that will complement um, potentially even at release, which I actually don't think is going to happen. I, I believe that there's going to be about maybe six months to a year before they release um, a lower system like that, but we'll have to see. So what we uh, are hearing right now is that uh, this Series S will be a bit less powerful um, and that it will be... Uh, the, the rumored power on it is four teraflops, which... Um, would be interesting because the current Xbox One X uh, is rated around 6 teraflops, but they're saying that because of the new infrastructure and hardware and the NVMe SSD that would still be in the Series S, 
that um, that four teraflops would actually equate to closer to like seven or eight. I don't know. That stuff all just turns into a bunch of gibberish to me, to be totally honest. Um, to me, I think that uh, from a visible point of view or, or looking at it from the outside, if they put out a Series S that on paper or can be in or through some interpretation can be seen as being less powerful than the series, uh, the, the one X. Um, and they, I think it'll just end up getting dogged on. Um, but who knows? We, you know, this is all just guessing. This is all preliminary information. People have been putting out some renders of what they think it'll look like. And literally the only thing I've seen is people just cutting the series X in half, <laughs> just making it half the size. Uh, we'll see if they do that. I, I kind of, I don't know what they would do form factor wise because this, the one, uh, the series X that we've seen, um, those components are jammed in there pretty good. Um, and just because the series S would be less powerful doesn't actually mean it would be smaller because it's still going to need the same components. They just aren't going to be as, uh, it won't have as much memory and things like that. So we'll have to see kind of what that may mean um, for, for what I think. I think they will do this. I mean, you know, with the Xbox one, we had the one S come out shortly after uh, and it was, just, uh, it wasn't the one X, you know, it, I had a little bit of different form factor and I believe it could play back 4k, uh, like, uh, like medium, but not games. Uh, and then the one X came out that could do 4k games, um, and everything else. So, um, I suspect that the series S will be a thing, but like I said before, probably not at launch. Uh, the final bit of news and, uh, and such is red dead redemption two coming to game pass. Um, this game, I'm a bit biased when I talk about it, Red Dead Redemption, the first one was the one of, if not my favorite game ever. So when Red Dead Redemption 2 was coming, I was, um, you know, predictably excited. Um, I played it, finished it. Um, if anything, I kind of want to play through it again because it's a very long game and it's relatively drawn out. And I have to admit that about a third of the way through, I got kind of impatient and basically just started blowing through the game as quickly as I could, not doing nearly as much um, like side quest and exploration as I wanted. So um, it's definitely a game I would like to go back to, um, but I love this game. Um, the story, the visuals, the world building, the characters, um, I I got used to the cover system in the game. A lot of people really moaned and groaned about it. I don't think it was that bad. I think you just had to be willing to learn it. Um, but even then, it wasn't the most intuitive thing on earth. Um, the shooting is still pretty bad. <laughs> it's I'm 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 hoping that Rockstar eventually gets away from just this ancient way of doing their gunplay. Um, it's just not. It's bad. <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it's, it's fine when it comes to a difficulty point of view because after you play it for a few hours, you, you learn how to start sweeping heads and you can just start getting headshots on everyone that you're fighting. But uh, it just, it, it's very clunky and not fun. Uh, so 
beyond those things though being able to play red dead redemption 2 for the game pass price on top of everything else that's available is just bonkers it's it's so much game for the money especially seeing that right now you can get you know the pass for like a dollar for a couple of weeks or something right now there's some really good deals out there if you search around a bit so you haven't played Red Dead Redemption 2 yet, I highly, highly suggest it. One note or caveat to consider is that I believe around the same time that Red Dead Redemption 2 comes on, uh, Grand Theft Auto 5 will be leaving Game Pass. Um, just, you know, Rockstar being Rockstar. These games are insane. Honestly, I'm pretty surprised that Rockstar is even willing to to do that. Um, I saw some interesting or funny comments from people being like, Oh man, Rockstar's gonna go bankrupt for doing this. It's like no. Um, even though Grand Theft Auto V has been on Game Pass uh, for the last, I think, four months, uh, it's still been in the top five or top ten uh, selling games for the last four months. Um, which, when you consider it's a four, five-year-old game, older than that, I don't, uh, I can't remember when Grand Theft Auto V came out. It, it's probably, I think, it's older than that. Uh, the fact that a game that old is still selling that well um, and it wasn't impacted by Game Pass is just bonkers. So Red Dead's going to be fine. If you haven't played it yet, I highly suggest it. Just realize you're in for a long, drawn-out story um, with a lot of twists and turns, and uh, I just loved it. I thought it was such a great, such a great game. So check it out. Okay, on to some speculation and opinions and so on. So um, I kind of wanted to talk a bit about uh, how I think they're going to handle the Series X, a potential Series S, the One X, the One S, um, all of these different SKUs all kind of living together. So um, as I talked about in the first episode, I worked at GameStop for you know three, four years. Um, I also worked in other retail such as Verizon Wireless, corporate and some other stuff. And one thing I do remember um, is the, the sheer number of different systems, uh, even back then. So I worked at GameStop from 2007 to around 2011. And uh, even back then, like the Nintendo SKUs, uh, you know, Xbox, uh, see that was during the Elite or the 360 days. So we had the, the, the Elite and the base and the arcade Xbox. And um, now to be fair, that was basically just the Xbox. And either with a hard drive, a memory card, or a really big hard drive, and the elites were black. Um, but I really honestly think that, one, I think that a lot of the quote-unquote concerns from people about there being too many SKUs are pretty overblown. Um, I think the big thing, is, the big reason is because the price points are going to be so different. If there was going to be an Xbox Series X and a Series S, and they were only going to be $50 difference in price, Okay, cool. Yeah, that's going to be a problem. People are going to get confused. But right now, if there's a Series S, my breakdown of prices right now is I think the Series X is going to be 500 bucks. I think the Series S would be around 300, and I think they'll if they I think they'll sell out what they have left of the One Xs for probably 200. But I don't think they're going to continue like making the One X. For a while, I did. I thought maybe they would turn the One X into like a, oh, like a streaming machine uh, to to use the X Cloud system. 
So basically you have your one X, you know, we know for a year or two, the games that come out on the series X are still going to work on the one X. And then when that's over and the, 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 they start doing exclusive series X and up games, then I always just assumed they would keep selling the one X uh, and say, Hey, you know, the one X, it can't natively play these new games, but you can use X cloud. And, and this machine can run X cloud extremely smoothly. Uh, but I don't think that now, now I'm pretty confident with these one, these series S rumors, uh, that there's going to be a, that that's going to be the machine that I honestly probably utilizes X cloud at some point. Um, I think that this logo that we saw come up in the trademark is another way they're going to help these systems all live together. Um, I will admit though, that the one X and one S and series X and series S, uh, branding, um, is going to be a hair confusing, but I think once the new gen comes out and that's all that's available new, um, for 99% of people, it's going to be fine because that's all that's going to be available. Um, like I said earlier, I actually don't, I don't think the series S will release the same time as the series X. I would expect it at least a few months later up to a year later. So series X releases this October, November, whatever it's going to be. And then the series S that maybe they reveal it at E3 next year. And it comes out for the two, uh, 2021 holiday season, uh, to give people that option. I don't know. It, it's, it's going to be because the problem is, is right now there's already concerns about PlayStation five and Xbox having issues with supply supply chains and such. And I can't imagine that adding a whole nother skew would help with any supply chain issues. I assume the series X and the series S would use a similar SSD uh, and other components. So wouldn't you think that you would want to dump all of those resources into your premier product, your series X, but maybe I'm an idiot and maybe having a cheaper system available to get more people on the new platform and the, you know, the, the, having more install base, especially a PlayStation five may struggle with install base at first, maybe it's worth it. Um, there's probably some people at, at Microsoft and Xbox who are, you know, maybe just a hair smarter than me. So I'll, I'll uh, defer to them on those decisions. But when it comes to the kind of, uh, the ecosystem of having all these systems all kind of working together, um, I think they're going to phase out the one X Obviously, I think they'll phase out the one S and I don't actually know if they're still making, you know, quote unquote, new Xbox ones. I assume they are, uh, but I'm too dumb to know and too lazy to find out. Uh, but, uh, the one hint we kind of got is that they're making 45,000 of these cyberpunk, uh, Xbox one X's. And they did say that would be the final, um, like unique one X that they're going to make. I don't know if that means that they're done making one X's as well. Uh, we'll, we'll have to see. Uh, the second thing that's been kind of talked about, um, and it's been a topic before because it's currently a topic with the one S is a all digital series X or series S. Uh, so this would basically, basically involve removing the DVD drives entirely. Um, I'm down for this, uh, in the current gen, uh, the Xbox one and one X that I've owned, um, I personally haven't purchased a single disc in this generation. Um, I did have, uh, I got a gift, a Christmas gift the year that, uh, Assassin's Creed origins released. 
and my Christmas gift from a secret Santa that year was that game on disc. Um, I'm looking at it right now across the room. I played it, I beat it, I took that disc out of my machine and have never put that disc back into another machine since. <laughs> so um, I am completely down for an all digital system, especially if it means that it saves space, maybe makes a hair cheaper. Um, I think this is probably going to be more important for like the 1S or a budget system. Uh, where uh, or the Series X, because that's what they did with the 1S. There's currently a digital version of the 1S, and um, it's a hair cheaper. I can't remember. I want to say they released at like 200 bucks or something, uh, but you can correct me if you want, either you know wherever you're listening to this or on uh, the, the Twitters at Xbox Dadcast. Feel free to correct me, um, but I'm down for it. I think that's great <laughs> i'm I'm down for a digital system um i i kind of understand the argument from people to say like oh i want you know the i want the disc in my hand that means i own it i mean with games nowadays it basically doesn't at the end of the day now that's just basically a, a disc that is equal to the code that you punch in and download the game um, most of the games as far as i know i don't know if any of the modern games actually run off the disc. I assume that they basically all run off your hard drive at this point, and your disc is essentially just proof that you own the game. I don't trade in games. I haven't been to GameStop, especially not to trade in stuff in, I don't know, 10 years <laughs> since I worked at GameStop, maybe. So that's not really something I'm too worried about. And like I said before, I think if it helps with prices. I think if it opens up availability for more hardware or more cooling or something in the systems, I think that's the way it should go. I wouldn't be surprised if we get this series X and series S with DVD drives, and then we don't see any more systems after that with DVD drives. I think whatever the, the one X uh, equivalent for this next gen is going to be, uh, they'll eventually move to no disc. So We'll have to see how that goes. Uh, the final thing I'll talk about here is something, just something I've talked about before, kind of in my in my other content. I uh, I'm a, I, I stream and make videos as myself as Bond Diesel, um, and I also uh, run another podcast for Division Two called the Echo Cast. So if you're interested in either of those, check them out. Um, but something I've talked about in those situations before is. Um, you know, this gen, PS4 and Xbox One, um, Sony just obliterated Microsoft in this gen. Um, the, the main reasons being a really awful start by Xbox trying to do some things. Maybe they were a bit ahead of their time. Maybe they were a bit overconfident from the 360 gen. Um, and also just never really putting out that many exclusive games that were like big system sellers. Um, Halo 4 and 5 ended up being kind of meh. Um, you know, Gears of War is just all oh, cool. There's another Gears of War. Um, it's never been a franchise I'm super interested in. Uh, and they just really didn't get, I would say around the one X is when Microsoft really turned this gen around, but really it was just for themselves because as we know, the numbers today, uh, Sony has essentially doubled up the Xbox one sales with their PS4 and PS4 pro. Um, and they've earned it. They put, they put out a bunch of good exclusive games. And, um, I, I still argue that their hardware and especially their peripherals and stuff and 
and even their UI and their online systems are all inferior. But at the end of the day, uh, Xbox doesn't have uh, a Last of Us. Xbox doesn't have a Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, Xbox doesn't have um, you know, a God of War, uh, even though I think it does now with Hellblade. But we won't get too deep into those opinions. Not, 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 not this episode. So, um, something I think that people don't often consider, though, is so the parent companies of Xbox and PlayStation um, are very different companies, right? And what I think people haven't realized is that the the purpose of Xbox and the purpose of PlayStation, um, from my observation and and something I've felt for 15, 20 years now almost, um, is that you know PlayStation is a money maker for Sony. That's what it's there for. Um, it's why they invest so much. It, it's it's why it exists because it makes Sony a an epic crap ton of money. Um, I especially in recent years, I don't think my, I don't think Microsoft continues with the Xbox brand necessarily to make money. Now it's a business. They're a business. They want to make money. If something loses money, obviously they're not going to keep doing it. So no, I'm not being so much of a fanboy that I think that, you know, Xbox is a charity. I obviously don't, but what I do think Xbox is, is, you know, Microsoft is a, you know, originally, an operating system company. Now it's it's everything. <laughs> they they make hardware, both the Xbox and you know the Surface tablets and things like that. Um, they, they even have like industrial things that they do. They have um, a big thing is their online infrastructure business where they sell um, bandwidth essentially or storage. Uh, they're the only real competitor to Amazon in that window, and they still have Windows. They still own the Windows platform. And what I don't think people consider very often is that I have always seen the Xbox for Microsoft as a way to get their platform in, in front of more faces and into more homes. Um, and so that's where I believe that, well, I really believe Microsoft would have loved to have quote unquote won this generation um, over Sony that I, I suspect that Microsoft still isn't disappointed with selling 55, 60, you know, 60 million units of, of their, of the Xbox, because that's still 55 to 60 million units in people's homes with their product on it. Obviously I'm sure they would have preferred to have 120 million, but what I think, I think the problem with the whole console wars, you know, outlook is, is the only real measure anyone cares about is, is number of consoles sold. And what I think we're going to see with this next gen, especially with the fact that Xbox has clearly come out and said that, you know, they're still the games that come out for the next couple of years are still going to work on the old gen, which is not, which is essentially them not forcing people into the next gen for at least a couple of years. Um, we don't really know what Sony's doing with that. I feel like they haven't been that blatant, but it sounds like some of the games that come out are going to be both. But what they still haven't really come out and said yet is, if you buy the last of us two for the PlayStation four, will you just be able to start up your PlayStation five and download it and you play it? Um, I still think there's a lot of people concerned that they're going to monetize that in some capacity. We'll see. I don't want to speculate that in any seriousness because we don't know. We don't know either way. Um, but what I don't think people realize is that like, when you look at the parent companies here, you're talking about companies in two different leagues. 
um, Microsoft is worth over $1 trillion, right? Um, I believe it's around $1.2 trillion. That's, that's not just a lot of money. Like that's an, that's a bizarre, <laughs> that is a uncomprehensible amount of money. And Sony, I believe from what I looked up is worth about 78 billion. That is a ginormous company. But that's nowhere, I mean, you're talking about where Microsoft could essentially buy Sony 20 times over, almost. Like, and that's where it goes back to what I was saying before. In theory, Xbox could lose hundreds of thousands of dollars a week, and, and they would never notice. It wouldn't hurt them. And as long as they were still, if their goal is to just get their product in front of faces, that they would be fine. That's fine. That's just an expense of business, right? Where Sony can't do that with the PlayStation because a bad PlayStation, you know, PlayStation not making money would affect them way quicker than, than the Xbox not making money. Again, let me go back and, and be very clear that both of these companies want these systems to make money and both of them want to be quote unquote the best. But I really just think that, you know, when I look at it, you know, I see people, you know, and really the console wars thing is so silly anyways, getting involved in this podcast and starting to kind of dip into the community a bit. Um, it's really kind of bizarre how like, it seems like like 90% of the like influencers, whether they're Sony, like, you know, PlayStation or Xbox fans, it seems like they're not even there to talk about games or the systems. They're just there to shit on each other. And it's kind of like, I don't know. I've dealt with my my own trolls and stuff like that when it comes to being a Division Two creator, and I've you know handled that better at times than others. But like, what I don't—it just seems like it's the only thing that some of the creators in this community are all about, which is fine. If you're if if, if the part of this you enjoy is quote tweeting people and. And, and, and fighting about things that really no one should care about, go nuts. But what I think is kind of lost is that I just don't think people realize that at the end of the day, I really do believe that both of these companies have different goals for these systems. And, and even more at the end of the day, um, if you're a PlayStation fan, you should want Microsoft to, you, you should want the Xbox to be awesome. Maybe you don't want it to be as awesome as your system, whatever. But the the thing is, is that like like PS4 and, and this current gen, PlayStation isn't being pressured by anyone to be better. And that's why I think there's still a lot of things about PlayStation that are subpar in a lot of ways because they have no reason to be better when it comes to their you know their their environment, their UI, their systems in general. Because they have these games that made them sell twice as many systems. Um, that's you know, it's why games, um, you know, come out that maybe aren't quite as good. I can't think of it off the top of my head right now, but the 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 PlayStation game, the zombie game that came out uh, with the motorcycle guy and all that, like that game, from all intents and purposes, from what I've seen, just is very mediocre at best. Days gone. That's it. Uh, and but it's still a PlayStation exclusive and it still gets that same kind of treatment from a lot of people. So, you know, if, and right now all we really know about the PlayStation five and the games that are coming 
is there's like some like sword RPG game that's coming. Um, I assume Ghost of Tsushima is going to be on that as well, uh, which I, I personally haven't really understood the hype for that game, but some people are super pumped. Um, and then you just have like a bunch of sequels, um, you know, which is great. You know, the sequel to The Last of Us, uh, the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn, the sequel to God of War. I'm sure they're all they're going to be amazing games. I have no doubt. Uh, but it kind of makes me wonder if, you know, the fact that Sony basically had no pressure from Microsoft in this gen, I hope it doesn't mean they got complacent and things like that. And I genuinely mean that because, you know, in a perfect world, both systems are killing it with games, with hardware, with everything behind. And then they're trying to top each other. And the more that these companies are competing and actually trying to top each other, the better things get and the more competitive they get with prices. So, so it, it increases quality and will typically lower prices because they're competing both in quality and pricing. Uh, so, you know, while I'm sure it's fun to dunk on one side or the other uh, for whatever reason, um, what I don't think people realize is that uh, actually them competing and being very close to each other is better for all of us. And then especially for PC gamers, because the, the better Microsoft is doing, the better games that they get from AAA studios uh, as well, because you know only a few PlayStation games are put onto PC. Uh, I, I know Death Stranding is coming. Um, I believe there's rumors that Horizon Zero Dawn is is going to be on PC, but all of the Microsoft exclusives go on the PC as well, and so that's a bunch more AAA games that you get um, as a PC gamer. So even they should be you know rooting for everyone essentially. Um. And so we'll just have to see, you know, I think what the point of this whole talk was about how um, I, I still think that there's a slight chance Microsoft is going to try to undercut PlayStation on the price of the new systems. Um, I could see Microsoft maybe even do the Series X for like $450, um, maybe not at launch, but maybe not, you know, maybe before the holidays or before E3 2021 or the E3 timing, whether E3 still exists or not. But we'll have to see. At the same time, it may also mean that Microsoft is going to have to be is going to be more stingy, and they're not going to be willing to sacrifice um, because maybe they don't care as much about being the top dog as Sony does. And so maybe Sony is going to undercut Microsoft. Um, it, it does right now seem like Sony's kind of you know holding their cards close to their chest, and I think waiting for Microsoft to say more, and then so they can kind of dunk on them because. Uh, you know, the, the most infamous, I think, video game next gen thing was in 2013 when Xbox re revealed their really stupid DRM system for games and how you have to trade them or sell them to other people. Uh, and then PlayStation uh, Sony having the most epic dunk 360 no scope little commercial I've ever seen of them showing how you share games. And it was just two of them. And one guy just hands the game to his friend and that's how you share games on PlayStation. I mean, you know, it's that, that moment right there may have been the difference of 30 million systems sold. <laughs> like I really believe that I have no doubt that, you know, that might have accounted for half the difference, you know, just those optics and how awful it was for Xbox. So we'll see. I'm really excited. Um, I, you know, even if on this podcast, I do seem like a bit of a fanboy of Xbox because I am, um, I do genuinely, for the reasons stated before, I want both of the systems to do awesome. Um, I think the biggest hurdle right now to both of the systems having a good release is Xbox has to announce two or three 
really badass, exciting, exclusive games um, that we haven't heard of before. Um, it can't just be Halo Infinite. It can't just be Hellblade. It can't just be the new Forza. You know, it's it really it has to be, you know, three, two or three games we've never heard of, or maybe some big reboots. I think a Fable reboot could be in that category. Um, there's a few different games I think they could quote unquote like bring back um, that have been gone for long enough. I don't think Fable even had an Xbox One game. I thought maybe it had like a Connect game, but that doesn't count. Let's be honest. So I guess my closing thought is that I really do genuinely want both systems to be amazing and to have really awesome games and to just be neck and neck when it comes to quality because that's good for everyone. Okay, this week we don't have any listener questions. If you want to bring up any topics or or fight me on something or or anything like that, uh, feel free to comment on the Twitter account where I post that, you know, I, I, I ask for new topics. So it's at Xbox Dadcast, or you can follow me at Bond Diesel. Uh, you can comment on the YouTube videos. You, I have a Discord. So if you look on my Twitter or in the YouTube, there's a Discord link, and you can join the Discord and ask questions in there, uh, or even discuss the episodes in any of those platforms. Uh, I want to hear from you. I, I would love things to talk about. I would love to give my opinion on things that you think. And uh, if it's purely for the the, the sense of uh, hearing me rant, then feel free. But with that said, I'm going to wrap this baby up. Uh, please take a moment to rate this podcast on whatever platform you listen to, as it helps the show get noticed. If you want to support the podcast or my other content, please check out patreon.com slash the echo cast. I am at bond diesel on Twitter. I am also bond diesel on Twitch where I will start streaming on uh, May the 3rd. Again, I'll throw that out now. Uh, two or three times a week um, on top of these podcasts that I do. And uh, that's all I have. So until next time we meet, be good. Game on.